And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, as well as the HubSpot Podcast Network, which has other great podcasts like Socialite, hosted by Steph Taylor. Socialite discusses all things online marketing. Steph Taylor answers all your business marketing questions. She deep dives into the nitty gritty of online marketing, uh, content marketing, social media marketing, marketing strategy for business owners. If any of these topics resonate with you, you're going to love the show. You'll learn things like how to scale your brand on various uh, different social media platforms, some of the biggest mistakes you can make with your launch of a new product or service, uh, the importance of nurturing and engaging your audience consistently, uh, the importance of having your audience fully understand the problem you're trying to solve and why it's important to solve right now, as well as why growing audiences across all social platforms feels so hard in 2022. You can go listen to Socialite wherever you get your podcast or at the HubSpot Podcast Network at hubspot.com slash podcast network. Today, my guest is Kate Bradley Chernis. She is the founder and CEO of Lately, basically a content marketer's dream tool. It's an AI that learns which words will get you the most engagement and repurposes video, audio, and text into dozens of social posts containing those words. Now, as a former rock and roll DJ, Kate served 20 million listeners as music director and on-air host at SiriusXM. She's also an award-winning radio producer, engineer, and voice talent with 25 years of national broadcast, brand building, sales, and marketing expertise. What she learned in radio about the neuroscience of music helps fuel Lately's artificial intelligence. Now, prior to founding Lately, Kate also owned a marketing agency, which got Walmart 130% ROI year over year for three years. In addition, Kate's appeared as a guest speaker on hundreds of sales, marketing, and entrepreneurial podcasts, and has led presentations for Walmart, National Disability Institute, IRS, United Way Worldwide, Saster, South by Southwest, Content Marketing Institute, HubSpot, Harvard, Columbia University, NYU, and others. Now, we spoke about the evolution of content marketing. We spoke about pivoting careers successfully from DJ to marketing mastermind. We spoke about having Gary V as one of her major clients. We spoke about how to uh, market for a company like Walmart, achieving those incredible numbers and leveraging AI for marketing, as well as a whole bunch of incredible content marketing lessons. So I used to be a rock and roll DJ, Scott. My last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM Satellite Radio. <laughs> my um, my radio voice is, you know, it's a little bit warmer 
than my normal voice. <laughs> and my husband's always like, why don't I get the nice voice? Um, and what I, <laughs> what I learned about the neuroscience of music listening through radio actually uh, turns out to be one of the largest informers of how Lately's AI works, which um, I can tell you about later. So don't forget to ask me about that because it's kind of cool. Uh, but I also, in between radio and a few other things before lately, I had a marketing agency and my first client was a little old company called Walmart. And I got customer. them. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> so I ended up getting Walmart <clears throat> 130% ROI year over year for three years with this um, exhaustive spreadsheet system that I created. You know, spreadsheets kill me now. But the idea was to look at consistency. So for the marketing nerds in the room, ra raise your hands. Um, it was, I'll just, just give you some details. So it was Walmart and all their franchises, Bank of America and all of theirs, AT&T and all of theirs, the IRS, the National Disability Institute, and also United Way Worldwide. So it was for-profit, non-profit, and government, small, medium, large there were 20,000 marketers that we were actually wrangling together. It was, um, it was a, a project designed to help lift the poor out of poverty through income tax credits and financial empowerment. So everybody wanted to be a part of this like good thing, right? And when I came in, I came in from radio, so cowgirl, you know, <laughs> I don't really know a lot about corporate rules and I don't really follow a lot of rules. I was a line cook before all this, so you know, I'm, I'm into the lawlessness of things. And I was like, you guys are crazy. This is a giant mess, you know, with didn't have my edit button on either. And I went home and built a spreadsheet system, which first just organized everything like, okay, so if there's 40 people placing ads and newspapers across the country, what are the zip codes? And what is the content that they're using? Or if there's a hundred people writing a press release. Well, like, let's get it all the same message, like this idea of consistency. And, and then I thought a lot about repurposing because I was like, it seems like everybody's remaking the wheel cons constantly here every single day. There's got to be a better way. How can we unify our resources? But at the same time, and this is so important, is to customize each message on the local side, because you know this, Scott, and now I'm zigzagging all over the place, but humans are multifaceted. And so while consistency is important, you, you can no longer get to people with one message, mm -hmm. right? That's actually outdated. It's, it's dying. And the, the big dinosaurs aren't catching on really quite yet. It, having a Coke, have a Coke and a smile, right? That was great for a long time, but now it's got to be, you know, there's got to be some little tweak in there. Um, and so we figured that out and, when I built Lately, I used these two ideas, like how can I repurpose content? Um, so with Walmart, I had written a blog and I thought, well, the title of this blog, which they're promoting, you know, Walmart helps lift the poor out of poverty. Nobody cares about, honestly, let's be honest. But each of the sentences inside were interesting because I wrote it and they were like kind of teasers if they stood alone with a link back to the full length. So if I broke up all the sentences and turned them into social posts, I got 40 social posts in an hour and I can disseminate these to everybody in the network and show them how to customize them. And now what if I did that with every piece of long form content we had, video, audio, news, newsletters, white papers, right? It's all there in front of us. So those two ideas kind of got us here. Um, 
that's part one of the story. Do you want to hear part two? I do want to hear. No, so I was just going to, you don't have to give me a, a second to, to jump in. <laughs> Let me I, breathe. I forgot, Let me breathe. <laughs> I, I forgot to, when we, were, when we were prepping for this, I forgot to say, don't feel the need to punt it back over to me because then I'm going to talk too much. <laughs> So it's all about it's all about you, but no, this is a, this is a great story, and I just first of all congratulations on the um, the success with Walmart because that's yes. incredible, and sometimes I just wanted to point out that something's very interesting about when you moved into this marketing, um, you moved into marketing from not marketing. Sometimes it's the people that don't know the rules that do the best when they move into something when they can really disrupt the way things have been done. So that's something that's interesting. So not only did you do that in your in your actual job and your role and and what you were delivering from Walmart, but this is something that I'm I think that what has probably allowed you to create lately, which is looking at marketing a different way. So how do we? And this is something that I now I see actually uh, spoken about quite often, like how how you have this content strategy that takes one piece and then starts to break it up and disseminate it and repurpose it with even that repurposing it with the caveat that you still have to localize it regionalize it make it a little bit contextual to the audience that's going to see it but still like it's like you don't have to do the heavy lifting every single time so just it's very it's just a smart way to and you were like way ahead of your time because now this is how <laughs> thank this you is how like this I, is how I, I think now but this, you were doing it like before there was tools and tech and and people like we'll talk about gary vaynerchuk too that always speak about this is the strategy that you have to have to be a marketer that can keep up with social and and the and the constant need for information and, and new content, like it's difficult. So anyways, that's my two cents. So back to you. What's, <laughs> it, it is, yeah. And I, I mean, one of the phrases that I say to my team and, and to myself all the time is, it's always right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Meaning like at this point in my life, and, and this is the confidence in the work you've done, where, wherever it is, is that I've probably already got pieces of this thing that I need to do right here somewhere. You know, whether it's, if I'm going to write a blog on, consistency in marketing, I'm sure I've written 50 emails about that somewhere. Let me just go find them and pull them together. You know, I don't really have to start from scratch, right? That's kind of one idea. And then also touching on what you were saying, I love metaphorically stealing good ideas that seem to have nothing to do with what you are interested in and then twisting them and reapplying them. Uh, That comes back to music like, so I'm a sucker for covers, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) And there's some standards though, like a cover can't just be the straight ahead song. Why do it again if it's already great, right? You need to turn it inside out. So make it minor key instead of major, slow it down instead of speed it up, right? All those things, that's when you go, wow! You know, I can't believe I just did that, right? And I think, what's that, what's that, um, what is that phrase like about like marketers stealing or something like that? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it? I'm gonna look it <laughs> up. I can't remember. <laughs> like, great artists steal or yeah. something. I don't or know. Artists, um, yeah, yeah, artists steal. Yeah. Um, always. One second. Anyways, I believe <laughs> I'm pro okay, so stealing. It was, it was Pablo Picasso. He said, uh, "Good artists borrow, great artists steal." I don't know. It's disputed as to whether or not he said it, but this is a great. The, the quote applies. <laughs> We should give it to Pablo. He deserves it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and, and then even if you don't, I mean, I was also, by the way, like, so this didn't just like happen out of nowhere. I was a fiction writing major. So rule breaking is something that I learned in a lyrical sense, right? Again, back to the music and all, and the sounds like that's somewhere where my, my heart lives. And in fiction writing, you break rules as a, as a matter of course, right? That's part of it. 
um, certainly in poetry, for example. And then <clears throat> we touched on the kitchen as well. I mean, everything that Tony Bourdain ever wrote is 100% effing true. You know, I lived that and I loved it. Um, and what what I loved was the chaos and like the serenity and the beauty that comes out of the, that chaos, getting everything up hot at once, you know, like being on the air. I was on the air live for most of my career, which nobody is anymore um, in radio anyways, but <laughs> like that's stressful, man. Like I'm, I'm I, sure it's very stressful. You were talking about, <laughs> you were on Sirius XM, 20 million people. Like that's like a, a 10X multiplier on the amount of people that's going to listen to this. So like, I would never you. do that again, by the way. Like that, I someone points that out to me regularly. They're like, how can you be scared? You did this thing. And I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I think you just probably don't even understand like the magnitude, like the, the scope of people that you're, that you're actually, I, I've spoken to people on radio before and like they'll, they'll be like fresh out of college and they'll be speaking to like hundreds of, well, not maybe hundreds of millions, but like millions of people. And like, that's a lot of damn people. And I don't think you realize that when you're sitting there just talking. Like you really don't no. get the magnitude of like what you say carries. So it's scary. It's true. And they teach you. Like I had a good mentor actually who taught me to always, I used to draw a picture, talk to one person, imagine who the person is. And like, that's who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is important to what we're, we're going to be continuing to talk about here, but like the, 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 the theater of the mind is so powerful because you have to, you have to allow for that unknown character to fill the blanks. Mm -hmm. Right. This works in radio and it works in, or podcast, and it works in uh, writing too, an author, right? So let me jump back to what I had said before and then I got to tell you part two. Um, so when you listen to a new song, Scott, the, your brain must instantly access every other song you've ever heard in that moment. And it's looking for familiar touch points so it knows where to index the new song in the library of the memory of your brain. Now, your voice has a, uh, a musical note to it. It has a frequency, like a song. And when you write text and I read the text that you write, I hear your voice in my head. So it's your job as the author to give me, the reader, familiar touch points and trigger nostalgia, memory, emotion. These are all the base liars for trust, mm -hmm. right? And trust is why we buy. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, running your own business means uncertainty is everywhere. So wouldn't it be nice to have a CRM platform that just works? A CRM platform that helps you provide a seamless, connected, best-in-class customer experience. For too long, businesses have had to deal with managing point solutions that slow down their teams, frustrate customers, and hit them with hidden fees. HubSpot's all-in-one CRM platform has everything you need to do business, no hidden fees included. With a connected platform that's easy to implement and use, your teams have all the tools and data they need to spend more time on what matters most, creating remarkable customer experiences. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. So knowing that, I, I don't think many people are very cognizant of that when they create content. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they are either. <laughs> so Anne Hanley is. Do you know her? She's amazing. I do. Yeah, she, I do. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Like, if I'm sure, like the people that are like at that level probably are very like another one who I, I follow, like Seth Godin. Like whenever he yeah. writes, I'm sure like he, he knows his style, and 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 you get that feeling too when you read his content. Um, so I guess I want to hear part. Is that we're still going into part two, but I have questions. We're still going to go to part two. 
So <laughs> we can we can index these questions for later. It doesn't matter to me. But I think the, yeah. the first question would be um, how do you how do you do that well? Because that's a great tool for a marketer to have. Um, or how do you do that at all? And secondly, how does AI capture that? Because if you're going to use a tool like Lately for content marketing, ultimately at some point it has to be as as impactful as if a human was creating it. Right. So, so many good ideas there. So the first part is how do you do it? As how do humans do it? Um, so there's an easy trick. Uh, you just read out loud what you write. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Um, <clears throat> this is a a letter that I got in the mail. So I'm holding a piece of paper and it's from West Elm where I shop. Mm -hmm. This certificate is issued for reward purposes and is a duplicate of the certificate you received by email. You guys hear that? So hear me trip over that. This certificate is issued for reward purposes, duplicate of the certificate. <laughs> you can hear me say all yeah. the things, very hard to say. Yeah. What they're trying to tell me is, hey, ding dong, we emailed you a copy of this coupon you can't use both. That's what they're saying. So when you write copy and read it out loud, if you trip over it, you know you got to read to it. Hmm. It's not authentic. You're communicating poorly because if you're tripping, I'm tripping, right? Interesting. And and even if I'm not reading it out loud, say I get that in my hand and I'm reading it and it feels awkward, you're saying that um, even if I'm just reading it on paper, there's a good chance that if I can't read it out loud as the author than the, the person, the recipient, when they read that on paper, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel clunky in their head, even though they don't know why. That's right. And when it feels awkward, the first thing you don't do is trust somebody. And like mm -hmm. I said, trust is the main thing, right? And so then you get that spam feeling or, um, you know, you, there's a, there's a pact that we make as salespeople and marketing people, and there's no shame in this. We're all selling something. Right. We are. We all mm -hmm. everybody wants someone to do something. I want my husband to take out the trash. You know, you want your children to do their homework on time. You want the person in line in front of you to hurry the F up mm -hmm. and pay with a credit card instead of writing a check. Are you kidding me? Let's move it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <clears throat> so all these things. And so we're, I'm thinking about, OK, well, if I want you to do X, what is the X I would want you to do? So let's talk about social media, for example, like in social copy, there's only two outcomes click or share. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? Now, clicks for smaller companies or for people who don't have a lot of trust, right? We don't have a lot of name recognition. Clicks are hard. There's one exception, which is when you create how-to content, it's a lot easier to get people to click because they're curious. It's already built in. Oh, how-to? How do I do that thing, you know? But the share is, is actually easy, and this is built on, we were talking about that third person in the room. So sharing is all about your ego, <laughs> and me making you look good, me the author making you look good by sharing my content. When you share my content, you get credit for it. Like an album in college. Yeah. yeah. You know, somebody gave it to you, this new record. You, you oh my seem God. Like you're uh, with it. You seem like you're in the know. You seem like you have all the cool, you have access to the cool stuff, or you know, like you're, you're the person that, you know, knows what's, what's good and what's coming up. So that's why the content has to be educational, entertaining, like something that makes you look good as, as the sharer. There you go. Right. So if you know that those are your only two objectives, just keep it real small, then you back into it. So if I'm writing co copy, I go for the share because I, I can do that well. You know, I can make people laugh. Um, I wrote something recently that said, like, is your LinkedIn page <clears throat> a turd? Because <laughs> <laughs> mine is. Mine is. <laughs> you know, 
And I did it because I want you to react, right? So reacting is the first step into having a conversation and then making them do the thing, click, share, whatever it is. You got to, you got to make people lean forward. And then to tie into your second question was like, well, how do you do this with AI? Like, and I'll, I'll spell it out technically for everybody if you like, but the first thing to say is we don't separate humans from robots at Lately. We know that the human is an essential component component of marketing and sales. Um, so marketing and sales has been, you know, social selling is not new. <laughs> when the first person had the wheel, that, that was a social sale he made back in the day. It was a man, I have to say, but right. Um, so nothing is different. It's just all the tools we use. <clears throat> Um, did I lose my own train of thought? No, I didn't. Okay. So with, with, <laughs> with, uh, with marketing and sales, the human has that je ne sais quoi. Again, this is that third piece in the room we're talking about, right? You can't put a finger on it, but you have to allow the space there. And you, you can't always describe it. It's the thing you and I just met today. Mm -hmm. We already discovered that we could talk for hours and I totally want to have a beer with you or a non-alcoholic beer or whatever we're doing. It doesn't really matter. I can do either. You know? or. I, I'd rather have a coffee than a non-alcoholic <laughs> non beer. I don't love taste. <laughs> There's yeah. not that good, but they are getting better. I've been trying. trying really? <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done a non-alcoholic beer in a while, actually. Actually, to be honest, I haven't done a beer in a while. I usually just go to like a... I've, I've done too many White Claws. Like, it's like I'm super basic because <laughs> I don't like hangovers. So, like, now I'm getting old. So, like, if I do, like, anything, like, like actual liquor, like, if I do, like, a scotch or a whiskey, it's like I'm done the next day. So, it's like tequila or, like, White Claw. Like, beer is, like, I'm all bloated. Like, it's not – like, growing up's not fun. <laughs> we have the same problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Lauren on, on the White Claw. She's my head of everything. <laughs> The clause, the law, right? Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> um, good. Anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, and, and only you and I were able to do that. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Like you, I feel like we've already reached through the screen. We've we've hugged, we've high fived, like all those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can't remove this element, and you don't you don't want. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show, and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash That's netsuite.com 
slash Scott Clary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely 
drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text Success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Right, this is why AI will never replace marketers altogether, in my opinion. Um, So what we do is, Lately's robot's job is to get you three quarters of the way there so that the human has the space to fill in that, that quarter percent. Now, the difference isn't one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals three. And that's even more the the reason you do it. So um, to back up and give people the commercial briefly, but lately AI learns your brand voice. It'll learn any brand voice. And then it'll atomize any long form content into dozens of um, previews or Mm -hmm. or movie trailers. Clips, little little clips of that, if, if it's a video or just like short little text. That's right. Clips, yeah. And the... So the magical part is the AI knows which which clips to to learn um, or to to use, to cut up and and to present to you in a social post. And it's doing that because it's actually studying your analytics from your social channels and it can see what words and phrases and sentence structures get you the highest engagement. And then it starts to look for that same content in whatever you feed it, right? So the human part, though, has to curate it. It's only a robot. It's a little dumb, and it doesn't even know you yet. It has to get to know you. So the more time you nudge it, the more you, the more time you spend telling it this way, this way, it'll, it'll get smarter and smarter, um, which is, you know, great. And the job is to, as all robots, right? Robots are cold. Humans are warm. Robots are fast. Humans are slow. But together, this is that, this is that magical thing you get. Um, so, you know, the, the story, I guess, like that I wanted to touch on because, you know, we're talking about a lot of new ideas here. We're talking about, as you pointed out, like looking at things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to, I want to zag back for one sec. When I was at XM, I had, um, I had really bad tendonitis and epicondylitis, Scott, throughout both arms and hands. I couldn't, I couldn't type anymore. And it was scary. This is 2006. You had tennis elbow. Worse. Worse than That's tennis right. elbow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't, like you said before, this is like a long time ago. There was, we, I had a flip phone, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and Dragon, naturally speaking, had been invented. That's the, the voice-activated software that powers Siri. 
and but not a lot of people knew about it and it was very clunky and hard to use so I I learned about it. I found there were four coaches in the whole country. One was in D.C. I had no money. I was in radio. I ate ramen, you know, and other people's. I had Charles Shaw, $3, three-buck check, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I found this woman who was a fan of my channel, and I paid her in CDs because I had hundreds of them. So I was really lucky. And then I took the software to XM. They wouldn't put it in the system, you know, because of IT and whatever. So I I. I Got a credit card. I bought a laptop, which I couldn't afford, so I could at least bring it to work. And then now I'm a real pain in the ass because I need a private room because I have a microphone, and the microphone hears everything. So now I I want special treatment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm actually a person with a partial disability, but I want special treatment. And so, and it was sexual harassment, like galore, like all these things were happening, and hostile work environment. This was not. And a good I didn't. Spot, basically, it was it was a shit show, but yeah. we didn't have the language I'm using to describe to you. And it was, to me, it was just frustrating. I was like, wait a second, I kind of kick ass here. Like yeah. my channel is like number 21 out of 300. You know, I'm doing a great job. Why am I not getting rewarded for this? And why is it so hard? And my, I was crying a lot <clears throat> and smoking a lot. I'm, I was very good at smoking. I miss smoking. <laughs> and my, my dad <clears throat> kind of had it with me and he loving, very lovingly shook me by the shoulders one day and said, you can't work for other people and there's no shame in that. <laughs> good advice. Very good advice. Yeah. Just light bulb. Yeah. Right. And so that's when I, um, and I'll, this is, I, I just want to show this other part because for those of you who are, you know, maybe inspired, but haven't yet made the leap or, you know, when there's lots of hurdles in your way, like the universe is trying to tell you, dude, <laughs> you know, move, you have to make the leap here. You have to move it. So in that moment, all in the same week, um, my husband heard, he was my boyfriend then, he heard my dad and in his great kindness and wisdom, went right out to the bookstore and got me um, Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start. Um, seminal startup book, right? And so I started to read that and I got into maybe chapter two where it guy says, don't make a plan, just get started, right? Meaning like, don't waste time thinking about all the things you have to do. Just, you're just going to roll with it. And I thought, okay, well, I don't need this book anymore. And I literally tossed it aside. <laughs> I tried to go back to it, but I never really did because that those books are not a map. There is no map for what you're doing. There's only inspiration, you know, and that's what it's designed to be. And then the other thing that happened, two other things, this is all one week. I was reading a self-help book, Scott, and I, I don't like self-help books. I, I don't, I find them just ugh, kill me now, <laughs> but I was <laughs> trying everything I could in my power because I was unhappy and I knew I had to do something and change the channel. So I read the secret, which is a total barf of a book. And the secret, by the way, is not a secret at all. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And I could see that my mindset sucked. I smoked. So I'm like totally wishing death on myself, literally, by the moment. Um, all I'm talking about is how much pain I'm in and how much I hate my job. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just not going to do that stuff anymore. I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to ha- have negative stuff come out. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop just being like this mess. And then I met I went to lunch with some customers who were big fans of mine from from XM, and they wanted to hand deliver a product because they wanted to meet me, which was very unusual. I usually just put it in the mail. And we went to lunch, and it turns out they were angel investors, and they gave me $50,000 to start my first company. And, 
and this all happened in one week and and this was not so this was not expected at all this was this this lunch is and did like it was in that lunch that they were like you want to start something you have an idea we'll help you out yeah i was That's actually i was actually. remember i told you i don't have an edit button <clears throat> and um I was talking about there's this guy Bob Bob Lefsitz who was a big deal in the music industry back in the day. He had a newsletter, which you know, guys, MySpace was just coming around, yeah. right? So, um, and he w- he had he had authority because he had a, that voice. And Bob was always um, talking about my show at XM, but not giving me credit for it. And he told my boss specifically that she couldn't possibly be making those song choices because she's too young and you know couldn't have that wherewithal and that really pissed me off and so I was complaining about him and they knew who he was and that's when they were just like you're you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy let's take on Bob Lefts it's in the world sure why not you know because <clears throat> I didn't I didn't have any what could I lose you know I was already I mean like it, it, you, yeah you weren't in a good spot I, you, you couldn't really lose anything yeah. if if anything you know it's you just end up leaving a toxic work environment and it forces you to find something else that's hopefully a little less shitty. That's the worst that can happen if if the entrepreneur stuff doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. And like I was so, I was lucky. Luck always has a role. I totally believe that. It's, you have to have both. You have to know to, the door has to open. You have to know to go through. So it's mm-hmm. both. But like <clears throat> I was able to then, and I, I had help. I had catalyst to help me do this, to start pulling on my 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 out my tool drawer of things you know a fiction writing line cook radio okay so i have these skills somebody actually this is a great skill for all you guys listening someone asked me to run through my contacts and try to group them um in an in and think of them in, in unusual ways because i was raising money <clears throat> eventually right i started lately so i like i had to do we, we'll get to that story too um but i was trying to think of who they were so my first uh idea was well they're all music people mm-hmm. There's the artists and there's the record industry people, right? And then I started, and there's family, friends, whatever. Then I started looking at like differently, trying to cut the cut cut across these groups in different ways. And so I had people I could see were entrepreneurs. I had people who I could tell were risk takers. Like, like I made these categories. Um, it turns out I did have people who were had a lot of money in my life, but I I didn't really know that about them. But but I had I. Had, called them risk takers and those are the people I went to first <laughs> to bet on me <laughs> and I raised um on nothing on an idea on an idea that I I it was so poor back then to be honest it wasn't this at all um we raised $250,000 in a in a few months um not mostly from friends and family actually mm. mostly from strangers um was one it, of them actually was go ahead sorry uh I was going to say one of them Bob McCauslin was one of my biggest fans at XM and he's uh, my largest investor so like radio, who knew radio would pay off that ridiculous career I had, you know? <laughs> I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is the leader in below-the-belt grooming. And because you're listening today to Success Story, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 20success at manscaped.com. But let me give you a little rundown of why Manscaped is so awesome and what you're going to be getting. So you're getting the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It has everything you need to prepare that summer body. In the package, you're going to have the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You're going to have the crop reviver toner. You're going to have the crop preserver, which is under the belt deodorant. You're going to have performance boxer briefs, and you're going to have a travel bag to hold all of it. Now, their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, that is 
the thing they're known for. It features a cutting-edge ceramic blade. This reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. They have a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch. Uh, they can engage a travel lock. They have an LED light on that. You can take it anywhere because it's all waterproof. So beach, lake, shower, the razor goes anywhere. So if you want 20% off, that's 20% off plus free shipping on the performance package. You're going to go to manscaped.com, use the code 20success. Remember, that is 20% off plus free shipping, the performance package, all the stuff I just mentioned. Go to manscaped.com and use the code 20success. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation about if you have a reach and an audience, you can do quite a bit with it, which that's that's you a can. lesson in, in and of itself. But okay, so you raised, you raised 50K, and then you raised up to 250k still on an idea there's obviously pre-revenue so uh, <laughs> how, how did you start how did you you know you're yeah. now the the current iteration of lately is AI. you're not developing this yourself you're not an engineer so what did you do what did you do with that money yeah so so the first money the first 50k we actually built not lately at all. We built um, miniature radio. It was two songs a day, an old song and a new song that chemically had to work together, sonically and chemically. And it was free. It was like a widget. And as I was, but it taps it onto the ideas that we're having here. Familiar, new, familiar mm -hmm. touch points, right? It's all there. And that's when somebody came to me and said, hey, you're really good at marketing. Let's put you on the Walmart account. And I was like, great, goodbye, radio. I'm done with you for life, <laughs> you know, finally. <laughs> um, but then as that was happening and I was making all these spreadsheets, these, my spreadsheet system, my friend Steve, who was in this world, he was a former CTO. He'd had a successful exit. He knew all these words that I didn't know. And he said to me, kept saying to me, let's automate your spreadsheets. We just need $25,000 to build wireframes, you know? And I'm like, okay, first of all, don't touch my spreadsheets. <laughs> Second of all, $25,000, like, have you met me? Like I, I'm, I was four, about to be 40 at the time and I was buying my first house and we've saved, scraped and saved to do this, you know? And then well, I didn't know what a wireframe was, of course. Um, and so Steve ended up pulling the money out of his own pocket, bringing in my, one of my co-founders. So, so Steve was the glue. He was the person that had the tech background. Um, and, you know, the first go through, Scott, so me and, and Jason, the, the first co-founder that came in, Jason single-handedly built um, small business products for both Target and, and um, Bank of America. Um, so he, ha you know, had that obviously cachet. And then um, our first CTO that we brought in, so Jason is, is my chief product designer. Um, my first CTO, we lost to alcoholic depression. The second one, we lost to suicidal depression. Nobody died. I'm just saying they, they were evaporating from my life. Yeah. So the funds we raised were evaporating as well. And it was hard, you know, um, and it took, this was like a two or three years at this point, at this point of being into it with nothing to show and still this cockamamie idea about spreadsheets and organization and not AI at all. And finally we raised some money and I got a good C CTO, Brian, who's my CTO now is amazing. And we watched our customers and what they did. And the thing that we thought was valuable wasn't really valuable to them at all. <laughs> what they liked was this crazy idea I had, which was, let's just take a blog, push a button and turn it into 
50 social posts. That was a, so we built the spreadsheet had worksheets mm -hmm. and each worksheet was a feature of lately, right? The platform had all these features. That was my process. Um, and so our original idea was that my process could be replicated. Turns out that's not true. <laughs> my process is too complicated <laughs> to replicate. It's too hard to understand because I'm crazy and I don't, you can already tell, I don't think linearly. I don't talk linearly. I'm all over the place, I, right? I know, but it's it's good. I can see. I can see. The, so, <laughs> so I can see. Well, I can see. You know, just when you were first speaking, with, I can see why this would be a successful, a, a successful pro process for marketing. But you're right. Like, if you're going to try and turn this into like a, a any sort of product or software product or SaaS product, it seems like there's a lot of points where it can break. Yeah, you're right, and you know we're because I, um, can, as Joanne Wilson, my favorite investor says to me, I can walk through walls. I mean, I have no, just hit me over the head a few more times. Like, mm -hmm. yes, please give me another. Yeah. Right. So we kept, we kept piling on because we knew we had something. There was, there was something there and we we're nimble enough to fo keep refocusing on the thing that was surfacing and double down on it and triple down on it. And so that's where, what we've been doing. Um, or, and there's, there's so many highs and lows. I mean, I, I like getting punched in the face and obviously I love it. Right. And how do your investors like it? How do your <laughs> <laughs> you uh, that's one of my finest were... qualities. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, there's a lot of things that I suck at, but like I'm competitive and they know yeah. that I'm not going to quit. And this, this game is, especially if you're a woman, Scott, right? So, so, and, or underdogs in general, but mm -hmm. in my world, female entrepreneurs only get 2% of all the venture funding, 2%, 2%. Now I've raised $3.4 million, all from angels, not ventures. I've had a couple of, I've had one term sheet in my hand. Um, I've failed to raise a price round twice. It feels like a huge shortcoming on my part. Why can't I achieve this one hurdle? And the answer is, is because it's fucking hard. And they they raise the goalposts on you all the time, you know. Um, and I'm constantly looking for other kinds of validation and checking myself. Like, am I crazy? Why am I still doing this? You know. But I've got 348 customers mm -hmm. that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't let me pry lately from their cold dead hands. So it's like co constantly thinking to yourself. Am I stubborn or am I just driven? But you and still see progress. It's a fine you line. still see, even if it's incremental, like the small, you're still moving in the right direction always, even, even though things aren't yeah. always working out. I think that's and right now, speaking of the right direction, so, so the right direction uh, traditionally for all startups is monthly recurring revenue. That's mm -hmm. the direction that, that's the ometer for all the things. And we were going. We took us a long time. We flatlined for a while and we dropped and whatever. And then we were flying super high and then something broke and I cried a lot and a, a lot of stuff actually broke all at once. And that was really difficult because, <laughs> you know, we can take a lot of punches as a, myself and my team. I have a very high tolerance for pain and stress, but this was all this stuff at once. And we had to just pick up our heads and, and we are, we're doing something crazy, which is, we're saying now that MRR is not our true north. <laughs> no, this is crazy, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to say making money is not what I care about right now. What I care about right now is what, what is it? What is the one single thing that makes customers not churn? What is that thing? What do they have to do in my product to get enough? Aha, whatever, to, to love me till the day they die, you know?
Yeah, you, I know I, what it is. I, and and your goal right now is to is to figure that out, or you have figured that out. I know what it is. Yeah, you know I what it is. I already knew before, but I what I didn't know, and this lots of things this year helped me understand what exactly what you said is. Um, can you make it a straight line? I figured out how to do that, um, but it means becoming what we are and stop trying to be the things we're not. And that's a big. Uh, I'm, I'm being a little bit cryptic because it's too long and boring to tell a little, everybody. A little, but... Slightly cryptic. I'm like wondering like how deep I want to like <laughs> press on this, like figure out what the hell you're doing right now. Well, I but mean, I, I figured out like, that you can, yeah. yeah, you can sequence, you can sequence a- lately the AI. Mm-hmm. You can't sequence marketing. Marketing, everybody comes at it from different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been trying to do. This is why, well, no, we weren't trying to do it. We, we knew that. And we, so we didn't automate a million things. And we really relied on customer interaction and demos and like an enterprise mindset. And we knew all the reasons to not do that or to do that for the moment. But uh, we had enough validation happening around, you know, what we're, my gift, my Uber power is um, making listeners into fans or customers into evangelists. That's what I do. And how can I take that and using product-led growth scale that, right? Because what I do now we don't do and lean forward, everybody. So we don't do any paid ads and no cold calls and no cold emails at lately. We only use our own organic AI for all lead generation. And we have a 98% sales conversion. That's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Now, are you, are so you, how do we scale that? But, right? but the question is, yeah, so my, yeah. yeah, so I was going to ask, how do you scale that? Yeah. But also, is that just because you wanted to figure out those key carrots that you have to dangle in front of customers to actually you know those things that you have to have the customer do before you reduce return to whatever zero percent or whatever your metric you're trying to achieve do you want to figure that out first before you ramp up the more traditional air quotes type of marketing or is that just not what you want to do as a company you're happy with the 98 percent conversion rate with no ad spend <laughs> well, I mean, I've fucked up a million other things. Like that's the one shining good thing, you know. But no, I know. Um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering where your head's at. What you do with the company in the future when you figure those things well, that just, levers out? We have figured them out already. Because remember what I was saying? It's always right in front of you, and it was right in front of us, yeah. and we knew it before. We have amassed a lot of data. I had got some great advice from an entrepreneur several years ago, which was to always look for the patterns, right? Because you're either going to double down on the patterns, or like the patterns are going to show you what's wrong. Um, and so I knew that and I had collected all this data and I could tell that I just wasn't looking at it right, but I didn't have the wisdom or the perspective. I needed, I needed someone else to come in and with their eyeballs or, or light something up. And so I spent time with Mark Robert this summer. Mark, um, is, yeah, Mark is the former CRO that took HubSpot to IPO for Mm -hmm. those. From like, he was like employee number, like whatever, it's six, seven in a garage to... And he was like the, yeah. the man gen. He's like the person like I like to follow and subscribe to for a content marketing strategy because he's all about inbound. He's all about inbound. Yeah. Yeah. He's all, he lives and breathes it. And he's so nice. And it was, an, uh, uh, you know, he he emailed me. He's also, uh, do we have time for a quick story? Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he's also a professor <laughs> at Harvard Business School. And um, Harvard Business School alumni angels of New York actually led my first round. So I like, I didn't go to Harvard, but like I got Harvard in my life. Right. And he cold emailed me and said, Hey, 
um, will lately be a part of this thing for my, my class. And I get these kinds of things all the time. And I have to really be judicious about where we spend that time or not, because it's not often worth it. And I was like, it sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> now, I wasn't paying attention, Scott, because I'm busy and I often, I often gloss over things. You know, I do because like, there's so much coming at you, right? And this person was very pers- per- persistent and he was like, let's get on the phone. And I was like, oh, okay. So you had Mark on the phone. hitting you up again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who it is. So I'm not paying attention. I know who he is, but I'm not con- connecting the dots, yeah. right? So we're on a call just like this on a Zoom call. And he's talking, and I just keep thinking, damn, this guy really took some time to know about me. He's cool. He's smart. He's got good insights because most people don't. They're just shining me or whatever. Advice is free, right? And I'm Googling him, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Mark Roberge. (laughs) (laughs) So we did the project. It was actually a waste of time. But what wasn't a waste of time was that later that summer, uh, Stage 2 Capital did their first, which is Mark's. Um, venture arm did their first ever accelerator and they reached out and asked lately to participate and i was like oh i'm going to spend 10 weeks being coached personally by mark robert yes i'm doing this that's yeah. not a waste of time. that is not a waste of time <laughs> no and he was the so he was part in part the catalyst like the he equipped us with people to come in and look at my numbers and help me sift through them in new ways but also i wanted validation scott because you know am, am i crazy right here we are like oh my god everything is upside down again and um, I got it. I got it in, in so many ways that like I've done a lot of accelerators as well and I've worked with a lot of people, but I'd never had so many people from his t- cherry pick from his team who, who actually actually helped me. They didn't just give me some advice that I could maybe execute on or noodle on or whatever. And in my world, that's so valuable because I'm only one human and there's never enough people to do, to actually physically do all the things. So anytime I can get somebody in, you know, to do it, I don't need it. I don't need advice. I've got advice coming out of my ass. Mm -hmm. You know, I need executors. Right. Um, And, you know, now it's time to take what I learned and put it to the test and, Hey, see, well, you know, as always, like, will it stick to the wall? (laughs) We'll find out. We'll see. Stay tuned. So, Okay, so then we have to do. We'll have to do a follow up when, because I, I really want to know what what you're changing. I, I like you know even before we jumped in this call, like you said, like you're gonna shake things up, you're gonna you know rip stuff out, and and so obviously you're like in a in a high transition period right now, like because I'm I'm curious what I'm curious what it's gonna look like. So, anyways, you have you have some great advice coming in from some great people, obviously. So I think it's gonna be a net positive. I can't imagine it going the wrong way. Marco Bears is just really impressive. So like if, if he's the one who helped be the catalyst for all this, I think it's probably going to end up working out quite well. Anyways, I hope I, so. I'm curious. Yeah. That, Cause I've Me also, I mean... even like when we first, before we actually started talking, um, I was trying to figure out like, this seems like such a great product for like, like a consumer, like, you know, for a smaller content creator. And I'm like, well, this is priced out of my range at, at the beginning when I first started looking into it. So I'm like, how do we, how do we, you know, how, how can I use something like this? Because I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk and I don't have a, you know, a huge marketing budget, but this is like AI is like the dream for a smaller content creator because that's, again, you know, you just mentioned how every time you can bring somebody in to help you, like that's, well, in my, in my, in my world, like tools and tech and AI is what allows me to replicate myself without hiring somebody full time. 
So how do I figure out how to get this into my world? And maybe that's, I don't hope, hopefully you're going down that road in the future. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But, I, I feel like I'm democratizing my own company. Like, you know, but that's not a bad thing of, though. That's not really a bad thing. No, it's the thing we were built, we were built to do. Like this is the, the best part and we should wrap it up. I know. And I'm being so cryptic and it's mean of me. So let, no, yes, I just, it's, 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 well, but, it just means you're, you're, uh, you're planting seeds for, <laughs> for something in like six months. So it's okay. <laughs> The best part is I'm happy. You know, somebody said to me and, and listeners, like, this is so important and it sounds so fluffy and, and cliche, but one of my investors and friends, Peter, said, are you happy? And the answer was no. Mm-hmm. And I don't operate in a world that I'm not happy because, you know, I've, I've learned the hard way <laughs> that it manifests physically for me and incapacitates me. And I was like, oh, my God. And he asked, what 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 makes you happy with work? You know, and I told them the, the things that I'm best at doing, I wasn't actually doing anymore or at all. And so we restructured even internally the company, who got paid, who was going to work here anymore, mm-hmm. you know, sales versus engineering was the decision we made. We made, we made it engineering. We made it product. The product needs to shine. The product is everything, you know. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, NordVPN. Now, if you've ever missed out on your favorite shows because it's not available in your country, or if you're trying to keep your private time private, you don't want people spying on what you're doing, well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of US Netflix, why not take a spin in the UK? Use NordVPN, click of a button, you can do just that. You wanna watch your favorite anime, you don't have to travel to Japan. NordVPN brings it right to you with 5,000 plus server options. No show is out of reach. And of course, we all love to binge TV and Netflix, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive web ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, if you're trying NordVPN, there is literally no risk to you. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try. If you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue you a refund. You can pretend it never happened. They gave a special discount for Success Story podcast listeners. They gave a special offer. So go to my link at nordvpn.com slash success story to get your subscription started today. Do you want to talk about... I need to talk about Gary Vaynerchuk. I just need to talk oh, about sure. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, because we can talk I know about Gary. We have to talk about... Okay, so first... Okay, so let's, let's sort of like segue into this. So the goal okay. of... The goal in my mind of, of lately is to is to help anybody turn themselves into a media company, to anybody have a, a replicable, a replicable, scalable content strategy. At, at its core, that's what that's what I think its most useful utility is. And then, of course, it's you know you said like it takes you three quarters of the way, and then of course, if you if you're a marketer, you can finesse it and you can massage it, and then you can tailor it to the audience. So that that's the goal, right? Like you have this one piece of content that you can turn into a whole bunch of clips and then it does it smartly and intelligently and it and with your brand in mind and then you can disseminate it to any social platform whatever um so this is obviously something that i i learned this strategy before i knew about the tool from gary vaynerchuk this is how i grew my show my podcast through this strategy right like you record the long form and then you break it up into clips and you break it up into a blog and you and you know you have like the five minute clips for facebook and you have the two minute clip for instagram and you have a 30 second clip for reels or tiktok or youtube shorts or snapchat spotlight so you have all these different clips and they go anywhere so anyways this is what i learned from gary vaynerchuk but then i realized he's actually using your tool so 
was he so walk me through that was he already he was already part of the content game for a long time and i'm sure that he was trying to create content at scale i don't think there was a tool he was using maybe it was just a team of marketers but then i know that he actually uses lately now so i'm assuming that obviously was like a holy grail for him and and how he markets right i don't know the whole story well, so i'm just assuming, connecting dots yeah i mean <laughs> we did a test with them because so so you know lately isn't really made for gary because gary doesn't need me he's got an army Mm -hmm. right and he's not my ideal customer amazingly enough he's my ideal poster boy mm -hmm. um and like the goal wasn't ever to make him a customer because we just knew like it, it it's hard to replace mindset you know uh, we found this when we talked to enterprise customers especially or like large agencies is they get really nervous because they're like well we're already doing this by hand yeah. and you're like yeah but we could save you time and, and anyway so it was, it was interesting learning from gary's team you know around that but to your point you know we asked gary to talk about us on social twice linkedin and twitter we got a ton of inbound and each time we weren't able to convert the inbound uh, at a large scale and like we're like we knew we didn't know why but we were starting to figure it out on top of all the other things we were learning right so like the new product that we are releasing is actually designed for you and everybody else who wants to do exactly what you're saying and so that the ai will get them 90 percent of the way there instead of only three quarters of the way and to be at that you know consumer kind of kind of price range and all the things with with gary what what happened was um okay so i'll tell this last story and then i gotta go because um, I'm having so much fun with you and I realize and I have a thing. <laughs> I want, really... I'm just trying to let you, so I, I know we booked, you are supposed to be done. Like, what, but I was like, whatever, like, these are great stories and, and we'll wrap it up quick. But like, okay, sorry, I don't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to drag it out too long, but it, it just, it's all really no, you're good great. stuff. It's all really good stuff. It's... And and I appreciate that. You. Like you just, you're a very um, self-aware entrepreneur. Um, and I think that like your, your story is, uh, is, is inspirational to say the least. And I just appreciate like how real you are with, how you've done things and how you're building things. And it's just, it's, it's nice. It's a nice story. So I didn't want to cut Thanks. it short. Well, no, no. I mean, uh, to be really clear, I can't do this by myself. <laughs> I rely on you. I rely mm. on my customers. Right. And like, you know, what's life after lately? <laughs> I don't know, but like as much as I, I know that part of my journey is to like try to help other people along mm. the way. Right. And so by sharing the stories, that's the way I can do it with the time I have. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't give people personal consultations or advice or marketing, whatever, but I can I can share these stories. So with Gary, like, again, we talked about opening the door and then having also the where where the wherewithal to go through. Mm -hmm. um, he does four D's. Right. That 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 course he does where you yeah. can go with like seven or ten other people. You hang out at VaynerMedia all day. Um, we, we lived underneath Vaynerd in, in a accelerator for a year. So I knew where, you know, I know the building really well. And, um, anyways, I got an, I got an invite, um, to 4D. So I was like, great, I, I will do this. I don't really care about having marketing advice from Gary or anybody else all day. I just want to close this sale. You know, I knew that I needed to get the sale to get noticed by Gary and he doesn't know who we are. And, um, so I, we, we closed, uh, uh, trial with Jim Thompson, who was running 
Team Gary V Marketing. And it happened to be that Jim was on vacation this week when I, when 40s was happening, which is a bummer. But I figured, oh, right, I'll meet everybody else. So I went around. like So I was like constantly leaving the room. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. Like, you know, they're giving me advice on Facebook. And Gary only comes in for one hour. It's, his whole staff is in for the day giving you great advice. But like, I didn't, I don't need that advice, you know? I'm not like the best thing since sliced bread, but 98% sales conversion, I'm pretty good. So, um at some point, Gary does come in and he's so awesome. He treats every single person like a superstar and he talks to you individually and he focuses on you, even though there's a room full of people, which is an incredible thing for, for anyone to do. You know, I would be impatient personally. I'd be like, oh my God, why are you asking me this ridiculous stuff? But he doesn't. He's like, you know, 100%. And he gets to me and I tell him what I do. I've actually met him before, but he, he did remember when I pointed it out, which is funny. But anyway, so um, he was like, wow, marketing automation, we would never use that here. I'll get back to you. He's kind of short with me. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then he comes around the room and we're, we're, we're supposed to have all these questions for him. And I don't have any questions. I'm scrambling to come up with some questions in my little notebook. I'm like, Argh. and uh, so he gets back to me and he's like, wait a second. Are we, uh, uh, he, said, he said, yeah, something again about not using AI. And I said, well, actually you guys are using lately right now. And he was like, what? <laughs> And to his great credit, he he said to the cameraman or Nick or whoever it was, he's like, "Who who's using Lately? Get them in here. And so he brings in Ragon, who's like, are you using Lately? Yeah, we love it. Like, here's what it does, you know? And it was this great moment where, and, and they videotaped this whole thing and they put it out as content, right? Because that's what Gary's about. And so there's an hour long show. He spends 18 minutes with me, hmm. which is a long time. Yeah. And then he chooses to put this out like so you know he kind of was caught by surprise which i think is you know that's that's integrity coming out your eyeballs right it's, so uh, awesome that is nice. yeah that's you're not going to get a, a much better recommendation than that for somebody who's yeah that's that's yeah yeah and then like you know they they were we thought they were about to churn and then we released the video clipping feature and we saved the sale for a couple of years and then actually they recently churned which is no surprise we knew it i mean like they're, they're not using it right yeah and my relationship with gary isn't for him to become a customer it's from for him to help me market it to all of his yeah. followers um and who, he's who the are the actual that. ideal customer profiles like the people that yeah. don't have a team of a hundred marketers. That's that's who you who want to use it or who you need to use it. That's who needs to use it. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. And he's just the he's just the nicest human. Like he always like I try not to bother him very often, but like I do have his phone number and I do once in a while text him, and he always responds. It's nice. And yeah, I mean, I feel like you know what I hate. I hate always asking and I want to give and I don't know what to give him because he doesn't need anything from me. Do you know what I mean? So listeners, if you have any ideas, let me know. It's, it's so much better to come bearing a gift and Always. then to ask later, right? Yeah. So I hate feeling the needy team is needy. I don't want to be the needy team. Um, okay, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Not because I want to <laughs> wrap it up, but because we, we have to wrap it up. <laughs> we have to have life. We have to um, have life. <laughs> okay, so uh, I needed to do a quick, a couple of quick rapid fire, but you can go really, really quick. I just need them for the end of the show. But before I, I sure. pivot into these, uh, where can people reach out to you, find you? Where do you want to communicate? Social media, uh, website, all that stuff. I'm friendly. You can get me on Twitter at uh, Lately AI Kately. Okay. So Kately, my team calls me Kately from Lately. Um, lately is www.lately.ai. And um, tell me where you are and how the weather is because those are the great questions that everybody can relate to. Good. Very good. <laughs> All right. Quick rapid fire. Uh, biggest challenge you've had in your personal life. Uh, what was it? How did you overcome it? Personal or professional, excuse me. 
my hands, not being able to use my hands to type. It's terrifying and scary, and I use voice-activated software every day. Like, this is why, the reason I have this headset is because I talk all damn day long, right? So, like, I cheat. I can hear myself. I have resting bitch face in writing. I do. <laughs> like, I can hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, when I was talking about reading it out loud, it's because I live that. You know, I know. I know i got to put a lot of smiley faces in there. Amazing. If you had to choose one person, there's obviously been many who have been uh, incredibly impactful in your life. Who was it? And how did they help you? What did they teach you? Uh, my husband, David, teaches me all the time that uh, I'm worth putting up with. <laughs> You're not that bad. But... <laughs> I'm not very nice. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Your favorite source to learn or grow, book, podcast, Audible, anything you'd recommend people go check out? Um, I reread the Harry Potter series every year. Um, it's my go-to because I know how the story ends and I like an underdog to win and I believe in magic. Amazing. If you could tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Spend money on eye cream sooner. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and then last question, what does success mean to you? Oh, God. And honestly, it does mean money. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And I'm fuckload of it. I want to roll in that stuff, man. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs, no more servers, no more updates, just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching 
my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours? That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 